0: is never ever going to be about a show, but it's about an encounter that we get to have with the Holy Spirit, with the Father, with Jesus, and I just think that's so amazing, and they do such a great job at that, amen, can you give them a shout, yay, amen, and Give yourself a shout. I got some video of how great you sounded, So, because I got to see it from a different view. So give yourself a shout. Woo-woo! Yay, good job. All right, and all the onliners, we say welcome. We're so glad y'all can be seated. We're so glad you're here. And a lot of people traveling on vacation, so so um, we know that they're watching, and um, we just agree with Amanda that they're going to feel it through the cameras today, so that was so good. So let me just look over here for a second and one second. Como está? Hey, I got it bien. Um, gloria dios. Hey, um, buenas dias. Ah, well, welcome. How do I say that? Bienvenidos. Close. Oh, all right. We're so glad that y'all are here. We're glad that y'all are here. Everybody's here. If you'll notice, Pastor and Marcus are not here. They are in Trinidad. They're on a missions trip and they went out on a little tour with a tour guide yesterday. Tour person that should know maybe where they're going, but the GPS took them somewhere that the, where was the charity again? The Vincent of Venezuela? the border of venezuela into what looked like a compound of a drug lord kind of situation and they're like you're in the wrong place so hallelujah they got back home and so that was good not home home but yes amen so i'm sure they're watching can y'all just say hey hey pastor mark and we i'm sure they're they're watching when he goes out of town and i don't he likes me to stay home and he likes me to give a little word to you, and I think he does that. So when he comes back next week, you guys just think he's amazing. So I think that's his trick, and I will, I'm sure, do that. But I'm just gonna share my heart. That's all I do is just share what the Holy Spirit gives me. So and that's what I do. But I am going to open up with a little joke. I like to open up with a joke. I shared it with um, Drew and Emily. And Aaron, they didn't really laugh. They didn't get it. Now on the other hand, Pastor Brian over here. I'm not in his ears. He did get my joke. He got it the first time. So I don't know if it's an age thing or what, but all right, here goes. This is a joke. You ready? The friendly usher, Dave, welcomes the guest and says, where would you like to sit? And she answers and she said, I'd like to sit in the very front row. He says, oh, no, ma'am, you don't want to sit there because our pastor's kind of boring and he'll probably put you to sleep. Can I find you a better seat? And she says, "Um, do you know who I am? And he says, no, ma'am, I do not. She said, well, I am the pastor's mother. The usher looks, opens his eyes and says, do you know who I am? She says, no, sir, I do not. He looks up and says, oh, thank God.
1: <laughs> oh, look, they got it,
0: Drew. They got it. Where's my... You forgot it. There we go. All right. Ah, so there we go. All right. Great job, worship team. Y'all are incredible. Okay, Drew's going to time me, so in 20 minutes, they're coming back up here. So I got to go because I always think pastor can go as long as he wants. I'm not saying that. 20 minutes is about all my brain can handle, so... 20 minutes we're singing, so let me go. All right, my message is called, What's in a Name? So what does your name mean? And maybe when you get home, you're going to want to look and see what your name, just look and see what it means. When Pastor and I named our children, we named them. We looked up their names because we wanted to prophesy something into them. And our oldest daughter, Jill, who is absolutely adorable and cheerful and friendly and just so sweet, um, her name means child of God youthful or cheerful it's exactly who she is and jessica our second born um her name means blessing or wealth which a lot of you guys know um, jessica's story that um when she was in my womb they declared her dead and wanted me to have an abortion and just um get rid of her because they said at seven months she was there was no heartbeat but we just didn't receive that, and we just said, Lord, you're going to give this baby, and I will deliver this baby, and you'll, you'll heal this baby. And Jessica came out perfectly whole, perfectly healed, and um, she is a blessing. And her wealth is, um, I'm just going to say it, she's kind of off the charts financially. God has just really blessed her with her sharp mind, played college basketball, college softball, and when they said she would never really amount to much and we would have a child that we would have to take care of our whole life, um, that's what the name, blessing and wealth, comes into play here pretty soon of what God called her because the Father named her, not anybody else. So I declare that and I believe that over her. Mark, which is Marcus's name, a lot of people think it's Marcus. It is not Marcus, it's Mark. Mark. And it means mighty warrior. And Pastor has shared on the many times that God has called us to different places. And he would get a word from somebody that said, God is with you, mighty warrior. So he was really just saying, Mark, I'm with you. So when we named Marcus, we didn't want little Mark. And um, that's just not the cutest name. If your name is little Mark, that's so cute for you. It just wasn't going to be for us. We didn't really want a little Mark, so we just called him Marcus, but properly we wanted his name to be Mark. And so when he went to kindergarten, the teachers would put out their names, and the children were supposed to go find their seat. And we had put on his papers that he goes by Marcus, not Mark. So he's looking for his desk, and he couldn't find his desk, and she said, can I help you? He said, I don't have a desk. And she said, right here it says Mark Dolphins. And he wouldn't sit in the chair. He looks up at her. Name's not Mark. Name him Marcus. So he didn't even know his name was Mark, but he later changed it, and he became Marcus. But he is a mighty warrior. He is a warrior for God. And it's amazing how he did follow in his father's Footprints and um, and the naming, we'll get into that pretty soon, but the naming of Mark, he followed right after Mark. Um, and we'll come back to that maybe in a minute. And Andrew, Andrew is the one that stood right here singing, the one that didn't get my joke. Um, I won't hold that against him too long, but um, Andrew means strong, brave, manly, and he was also Jesus's first disciple. He chose him and said, come follow me, and he did. So, when you give your child a name, it's always good to um, to prophesy something into to, to um, your, your children. And if you didn't and you have a name that I don't need, a pastor wanted Rosebud Pearl, I'm not sure what that means, but I knew it wasn't one of our kids' names. So if yours is Rosebud Pearl, that's so cute. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I will probably put my foot in my mouth a few times. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm going to continue on. All right, so I'm going to speak to you on what's in a name. That's that's where I'm going to come from. The importance of a name and what you're called or who calls you is, is where I want to go with it. I've spoke just a, a little I'm going to just do a little bit of this about Benjamin and Benoni. I did it about 8 years ago when we changed the name of the church from First Hickory First to Grace Church because we wanted our name to be what we was about. And we're just about grace. God is about grace. Our past does not define us. And so we wanted to have a name that that said, you know what, you come as you are. You are you're grace. God loves you just like you are. And so we changed the name. And this was the message that I spoke. Um, but I'm just going to give a piece of it again because I feel like it goes with um, the rest of my message. So if we can look at Genesis 35. 16 through 18, I'm going to read off here because my glasses broke in the first service, so if I'm stumbling, I need glasses. Then they journeyed from Bethel, which means house of God, and when they were still some distance to go to Ephron, which means Bethlehem, Rachel began to give birth, and she suffered severe labor. When she was in severe labor, the midwife said to her, do not fear, for now you have another son, and that's Joseph. And it came to pass, as her soul was departing, for she died, that she named him Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. <clears throat> it's, so um, back in the Bible days, the father had all the naming rights. The, the mother could have a wish or a thought, but it was his privilege to give the name of the child. And it's important to know that Benoni means son of sorrow. So what she was saying is, here's, I'm having this baby, and he's not going to grow up with a mother. She knew she was dying at birth, and she was sad. And she thought, how sad, my child's not going to know the love of a mama. And so she put this name on him. She called him son of sorrow because she she knew he was going to be sad. So the midwife takes the baby, and he says, the, says here, the last wishes was well she wanted this child to be named Benoni. And he looks at the child and he says, absolutely not. I'm not going to name my child and let him walk around thinking he's depressed and he's sad and he's got to walk in sorrow. I'm going to name him Benjamin, which means right hand, which means authority, which means blessing. And so he began to call his son blessed because She wanted to think he was going to be sad, but he wanted to say, nope, he's not going to be sad. I'm going to name him that of authority. And we know that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, and he has the authority. So when we have a need, we can go and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, who has the authority, heal me, deliver me, set me free. And then you can be called that, not sick and not the other things that we mentioned. So it was his privilege to have the right to name his son. So he did name him that. So you can see people will always in your life try to put labels on you and um, maybe bring up your past. Maybe you were kind of ornery, maybe like me. I was just a, I was kind of, I tested my parents to the max, I would say. I was one of those kids. Maybe anybody has any of those kids? Uh, (laughs) um, But you know what? It's okay. You're super cool. That's just all that matters if that's you. But you'll be okay, and you'll come around. But my family always wanted to say, oh, that's just Janie. She's the wild child. She's ornery. But when I grew out of it and I came to mature, they still thought of me as, oh, she's the wild one. She's just wild. But, see, they tried to label me. But that's not who I was because I grew up and I became more. And then... um, remember back in, um, Jacob, we, um, was experienced with the naming rights and changing names. So if we look at, um, Genesis 35 and 10, here it says, God said to him, your name is Jacob. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. From then on, he called him Israel. And that's so cool. Um, he didn't want him to have this name that meant cheater, because you remember Jacob and Esau, how he kind of took the birthright of um, his brother, that story. He didn't want him to have that label. He wanted him to have a victorious label. So if you look over here in verse 20, this is really cool. Jacob set up a pillar over her grave, over Rachel's. He just died. And it's still there to this day. We know that scripture. And then 21... It says, and Israel journeyed on. I like that. If you notice, it says, Jacob made the grave. And then the very next verse, it says, Israel moved on. So sometime in our lives that we have situations where we want to hang on to our past, we want to hold on to, I'm not good enough at this, I'm not qualified, or God did this and I should be sad, I should be mad at him, why did God allow this to happen to me? And and all that can be in our hearts and we can feel that sometime, but God said, I'm changing your name from Jacob to Israel, I'm giving you a new season, I'm giving you a new life, and so Israel moved on, and that I just love that how that, how that reads, and so... Today, maybe that's you, and, and you have something in your past that says, you know what, I just need to let that go, and you need to pick up your new name, and you need to say, I'm journeying on. I'm moving on. Amen? Awesome. All right. Well, this is the family series, so I'm going to talk about a family feud, and that's spelled wrong. We know that, but he's going to put it up really quick. It's family feud. It's. I was informed by Lisa. It's F. I didn't type it. Just FYI. I didn't type it. <laughs> I want want that to be clear, but I didn't catch it, Lisa. The the piano player catches everything. But family feud, you know, and this is the family series, and we're in it, and maybe you've had a feud in your family before. Well, in Luke um, 1 and verse 13, let's see. What's it say, Anthony? But the angel said to him, do not be afraid Zechariah for your petition has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and his name will be John. So all of a sudden here in Luke they're having they've asked for a baby and they've gotten up in age and they're old and it doesn't look like it's ever going to happen and so an angel comes and says, "Hey, what you've asked for is about to happen. God's about to give you a son, but his name's going to be John." And you can read that whole story in um, Luke 57 through 66. If you want to read the whole story, it's a really cool story. But this family feud breaks out because they wanted to name him Little Zach is what I like to say. Because they wanted to name him after their father. And that's what they would do back in the days if his um, Zachariah was a priest. So they wanted... John, but little Zach, to kind of grow up and be a priest just like his father. And that was was their plan. And they said, but you don't have anybody in your family that's named John. That would be like a disgrace to give a name where you're supposed to name it after the father. But God had sent the angel to say, no, you name him John. Because back in Isaiah... And Malachi, I believe it is, um, that that Jesus was spoke that God that he would be the forerunner for Jesus, and that that John would be born, and he would be the one to bring forth. And he came first, remember. And it was said that a voice calling out in the wilderness. Well, John was nothing like his father. He his father was a priest in the priestly garments, and he was all proper. Well, John at a young age knew that wasn't who he was. He wanted to live out in the wilderness. He wanted to eat locusts and wild honey wore camel's cloth. He was nothing like his father. And I shared in the first service, Marcus, who is Mark, um, is his real name. He grew up and went right after his father's footsteps. And that's so cool how God did that. And Marcus is a soul winner. And, um, But Marcus's personality is more like my personality. I will say that. Um, Yes, Marcus, you're loud. Um, He's watching, I'm sure. He's just kind of loud and he's kind of bold and like, and he will go up to somebody and say, Do you want to accept Jesus? And they might say, No, I'm not interested. Well he'll come back and say, Well, how come? Why not? And he might go through the whole plan of salvation. The person's sitting there going, not really interested, but but he's not gonna let him go until you give him why, and then he's gonna pray him through because they're gonna they're just gonna get tired of him going after them and they're gonna say, Okay, yes, yes, I here I am. He is that's his personality. It's who he is, he's not gonna quit. Now, on the other hand, we got Andrew over here, who brought Peter, so you did a good thing in the Bible days, but Andrew if he went up and said, can I introduce you to Jesus? And if, and if he said, I'm not interested. Okay, thanks. Sorry. He's going to walk away. Jessica, our other one, she ain't even going. She ain't going to talk to you. She won't talk to you. She went off on vacation after first service and because we're blessed to have an incredible sound man taking her place today that we only get once in a while. So woo we're so excited. He's amazing too. But, um, Jessica wouldn't even go there, and then Jill, you know, she'd try it a little bit. She'd say, well, yeah, she'd probably cry while she's telling you. She'd just cry. I just want you to know Jesus, and so she's just precious, but every child that God gives you is different, and you have to be like um, Elizabeth and Zachariah, and we have to Fulfill the call that God has on their life. We have to encourage them. And that's they recognized John was different. There was something different about him. But it was prophesied, and now he's receiving it. So after they named him John, they were obedient. And then they began to encourage him to be who he was. And he would go away for a long time because he wanted to get in the presence of God. He wanted to hear God's voice because he was different. And I love it that it says they encouraged him for the call that he was born for. And and maybe today in the family series, that's maybe a little point I can, I can share with you, and I'm sure y'all do it. But encourage your kids to be who God called them to be, not who you want them to be, not to follow in footsteps of, well, my dad did it, so you have to do it but be who God wants, allow them to be who God wants them to be, because they all have special gifts, they all have special talents, and I loved it when Andrew was like two, he would, we had a baby grand piano in our our living room, and I would just sit there and worship, and just have my time with Jesus, the kids were all in school except Drew, and he would just lay under there, and he would just be there for hours, and I thought, he's got to be bored to death, but He'd just lay there and just listen to the music. Then he'd, I'd say, do you want to play? And he'd sit there. He would start, like, picking out songs on the, keyboard, on the piano. And I'm like, wow, how do you know this? And, and then he'd just beat the drums, you know, and everything that had music and guitars. And, but that was a gift, so we just encouraged him. Be who God called you to be. Don't be like Marcus. Don't be like Jessica, who, you know, was, I shared the, the miracle of her, and her softball and her baseball and sidebar our softball team's doing really good, by the way. Um, we've had some home runs. Carson's here right there. knocking out of the park for the win. Drew's had a grand slam in the park. And um, all of y'all are doing really good. I hate starting start naming names. You guys are all doing so good on our softball team. Then we got the baseball team over here. And so we... Just need to use our gifts. And when we get up to that bat, maybe we're just a little bit nervous sometime. We just want to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. He has not given me a fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We can say those things so we don't have to walk in fear. And um, that's a funny little story that I shared. Yesterday, I was painting our house. Um, I do little projects when my husband's out of town, and um, he he used to paint. Um, that's how we paid for college. He was a um, football player and um, going to University of Nebraska in Omaha there. And um, so we had to pay for college because we got married so young. Don't recommend it in the family series. Wait a little bit, but that's just advice. I wouldn't change it. Love, love my life, my kids, but I would recommend just... You know, don't be 17 and a half. I always add that. So he never does. So it's closer to 18 and 17, but it's too young. And But it worked out great. It's 43 years coming up this year. So it works. But don't recommend it. Yeah. Um, but um, that's how we paid for college, in, or in, for Mark's college. I went to beauty school. It didn't cost as much. But um, so he um, would paint, and we'd paint like f- you know, 40-foot ladders, and he's just hanging, and he's painting, and I would go up, and I would paint, get up on the roof. I'm eight months pregnant up on a roof just painting, you know, because I seemed like I was always pregnant, and <laughs> don't recommend it. God had a plan, not me, but we just do what he says, so, um, but there again, I was um, painting, and never had any fear of heights. It just was not my thing, and I didn't care. i just go up there, and so, When um, Mark got, I said, sophisticated and businesslike, he went into the business world, and no longer could he be a painter anymore. So that was all left to me, because I think he wasn't doing a good job, so he didn't have to do it. I kind of figured it out, but it took me a while. But I would say, you kind of missed a spot there, and you didn't get that. Could you cut that in a little straighter? And he'd say, like, yeah, I'm just not good at this anymore. But I think he still can, but I think he just does that, so I have to do it. So I became the painter in the Dolphin House. In the Dolphin House. Not in your house. (laughs) Because I do go to all of our children. They need something painted. Mama, come help! And I'm happy to do it. But then I get a lot of people say, "Hey, would you come paint my house?" Only in the Dolphin House do I painting. So remember that. But um, but we got a great painter. Um, chiffon painting that would just really do good, would do good for you, (laughs) but anyway, so I got my ladder chinked up, you know, and I'm at this point, and I had done the three sides, two coated, you know, I'm doing the outside and the eave things that, uh, the, the tall point, And I chinked it up, and I think Mark said it was like a 24-foot ladder. And I had it clear up there, so it's not super tall. And I have my little paint bucket. I had done, like, the shorter ones, and I'm ready to go up. So yesterday, I'm just going up the ladder and hook my paint can on, and I'm up there. And I look down. Hmm, I said, I'm kind of high up here. And I got Bo, our dog, who's running around just playing ball what if he just kind of like wipes out my ladder and I go flying and nobody's here to hear me scream or help me, Daniel. Daniel fell off the ladder. But um, it's a dangerous thing. But I have never been afraid of it. It's never made me nervous. So I kind of thought, what if my ladder kind of like wipes out? Maybe I should just wait. When Jessica's coming over later, I'll have her stand on the bottom. So I went down. I got down. And I looked up at it and I said, No who are you? You are not afraid of heights. And I thought, well, because I'm older now, maybe I should do not do this. But that label, because I'm older now, if you don't paint, that's, that's your, that's okay. I'm just saying for me, this is my personal story. I shouldn't, I've never been afraid. So, so for me, I had to kind of smack myself in the head you get up that ladder and you paint that. You are not afraid of that. So I had to tell myself who I am. I am bold. I am not afraid. I am not nervous. God did not give me fear. So I just went right back up that ladder. I painted as fast as I could and got down. So, But I did it. So in my mind, I just wasn't going to let that fear come on me because of my age or because I was alone you can use wisdom. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, this is my thought. I knew I could do this. I've done it a hundred times. So why would I allow fear to come in and make me nervous? That's not my name. So it it goes back to that. Fear is not my name. I am an overcomer. And so my father, his name is Jesse. And this is just kind of a cool thought. Um, His father is Jesse. He had seven children and my uncle was born first, and he was born, and my grandmother said, we're going to call him William, or no, we're going to, so, see, I'm in the world's worst joke teller, and this is true, we're going to call him Jesse after you, and he says, this was his words, and this is so cool, and this was over 85 years ago, he said, he's not the one, that's what he prophesied, he's not the one. And so my grandmother said, why would you say that? He said, I don't know. But God told me he's not the one. He's not Jesse. He said, we're going to call him William. So they called him William after my grandmother's father. And um, we called him Uncle Bill. But he didn't always live for the Lord. He wasn't always doing um, godly things and raised in a very strong, very strong, very strong Pentecostal house. And um, that's how they grew up. And so... He wasn't always the one that was there. And so when my father was born, my grandfather said, he's the one. And so they named him Jesse after his father. And he followed in his footprints and pastored for over 60 years. My grandfather pastored for over 60 years and then went to Africa and became a missionary. So this was the lineage that he was laying out, that he was following in his father's footprints. And I just think that was so cool that God knew his name because the father always has the naming rights and i think if if you can hear that that the father not your earthly father they can say whatever but your heavenly father if he calls you and he puts a label on you, that's the, that's the name you want to walk in because the world's going to try to label you. You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not tall enough. You're just average. You're adequate. You know They're going to put that, but the Father wants to say that you're blessed and you're gifted and you're prosperous and you're one of a kind, and he wants to say that you're valuable and that you're talented. That's the Father's name for you. Amen? So that's, that's what we want to hear, is the father has the right to name. And I, I love the story of David. And if we look at um, 1, Samuel 1, no, 1 Samuel 16 and 1, he got a word from God that said, go to Jesse's house, and that's where we're going to find the next king. So um, he goes there, and he goes to see his sons, and he says, one of, I'm, I'm told to come see the next king. And he says, oh yeah, I'm sure it's this guy. He is tall, he is dark, he is handsome, he's a good looking guy. This is, this is your next king. And so he looks at him, the prophet, and he says, hmm. That's not him. So they send, they give the next one. What about this guy? He's, he's pretty good looking. He's a, he's a warrior. He's a good guy. No, nope, that's not the one. Go through all of their sons. And then they come to, to the father and says, Jesse, is this all you got? Because the king is supposed to be here. He said, well, yeah, we got, we got, you know, little David. He's out in the field. And the Bible said he was a ruddy person. That meant he was little And little redhead boy. Any redhead boys out here? Oh, powerful drummer. Powerful. (laughs) All the little redheads. So then when he brings him out, he says, That's the one. And he's like, What? Why would it be David? It couldn't be David. He's nothing. His father, he saw him as ordinary, but his heavenly father saw him as a giant killer. He saw him as just a little shepherd boy, but his heavenly father saw him as a history maker. He wanted to say he wasn't good enough. He wasn't tall enough. He wasn't strong enough. But God, his heavenly father said, that's the next king of Israel. And he saw him for that. So I encourage you. Never, never. Let people put labels on you that you are not good enough, that you are not qualified, that you're just average, that you're just an addict. You know, so many times we go places and and um, they'll put that label. Because you made a mistake way back then that you're an addict, that you're always going to be an addict. But that's not true. Because the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So you are no longer an addict. You are delivered. You are set free. And that's who you got to become. Don't allow that label, well, I was. I did this. It's who you was. It's not who. Remember, Jacob left and became Israel. He got his new name. And he became. He moved on. And sometimes we just got to move on from our past and say, that's not who I am. And they want to put ordinary, not good enough. But let me tell you again, that you are blessed, that you are gifted, that you are talented, that you are an overcomer, that you are set free, that you are healed, that you are whole, and you are talented. And don't let anybody else, when they try to put something on you, you just shake it off. And I always do that. You know, they'll say, well, you know, Jane, he's just a little wild. And I always just look at him and say... I don't receive that. And I don't look and say that in their face. I say it in my spirit. I don't receive that. Because my father said that I was gifted. He said that I was talented. He said that I was more than enough. He said that I was qualified. Because so many times we think we're not qualified and we can't do it. But when I was in third grade, I was diagnosed with um, dyslexic. And um, I was just really struggling. And my mom had taken me to this special place, and my third grade teacher caught it, and she said, "Um, she's just not reading the right way, and she would try these little flashcards, and she started spinning letters around, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what that means, and she would say, what's that say? I'd say, that says dog, no, that says God, And, and so I'd write my name, it was backwards, and the whole thing, and so they picked up on it, and my mom would never let them put that label that she is dyslexic. She said, no, she's healed. She's delivered. She's gonna be a reader. She's gonna be fine. But see, the enemy wanted to put that label and say, well, I'll never be able to read stories to my children because I'm just not good at it. I will definitely never get up and preach the word because I'm definitely not gonna do that. But when I sing, this is what's so cool, I see my letters totally straight, which is just weird. I can read labels don't define Don't define you. But if I'm reading, I gotta read backwards. So I'm really good at um, games. Um, what's that game? Will of Fortune. Because your letters are all jumbled. I can just snap right through those. So I don't know why that happens. But see, they wanted to put a label on me that I was dyslexic. And I wanted to make me think I would never amount to anything and I could never be qualified but that doesn't define me because my father is the one that names me and if he chose me and he wanted me to, to um, teach, he wanted me to read, he wanted me to sing, then he was gonna call me set free, he was gonna call me healed, he was gonna call me whole and that's exactly how it is. So um, I love the thought, this is a great thought, that you are not what people call you, it's what you answer to. So many people want to call you something, but if you don't answer, that's not who I am. I'm not even, I'm not answering that. You're sick, you're poor, you're dyslexic. It's not, I'm not answering to that. I'm gonna answer to that I've been forgiven, I've been redeemed, I've been restored, I'm an overcomer, I am healthy, I am well, I am valuable. That's the names I'm answering to. I am his beloved. I am his beloved and he loves me, he loves me just like I am. He loves me with all my flaws and my mistakes and all the stupid things I've done in my life which have been a lot of mistakes, but he's not looking at my past, he's looking at my future. He's looking and saying that I'm an overcomer and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I am more than qualified because he is the qualifier, not what, what people say. So let's just get up on our feet, and we're going to sing this song. And I want you to know that you are loved, that God loves you just like you are. And no matter what your past looks like, no matter where you are, if you can just learn to say, God, here I am. I'm your beloved. And I want, we're going to sing this new song, and it's just so powerful. But I want you to sing this song knowing that your Father loves you just the way you are. He's in love with you and He will perfect everything in your life that needs fixing because He cares for us. Amen? Y'all received that word today? Awesome. All right, Sing this song. As we close, sing this song. Sing it as if you're singing it to the Father who named you, who called you victorious. He called you whole. He called
1: you healed. Sing it to Him. to be we are blessed we are prosperous we are more than enough we are unique we are healed we are free
0: beloved that you love us Lord and you take us through what sometimes is super hard trials and Lord you said you would never put on us more than we could ever take so Lord we just trust in you Lord sometimes things are so hard but we can look and say I'm just gonna trust in the Lord I may not understand it but I'm gonna go through it because you've called me qualified you've called me finished you've called me perfect So I'm going to walk through some of the hardest trials I'll ever go through, knowing that I'm not alone, but you're taking me through it. I may not understand it, but I'm going to go through it because you're going to carry me when I can't walk anymore. So Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you qualify those, Lord, that you love, that you deliver those that you love, Lord, that you perfect and complete our issues where we fall short where we're not good enough you give us a name that says we are champions we are more than enough we are qualified and we can do all things that you ask us and tell us to do so father i pray that over every person today watching every person online lord those that are in businesses and sports and jobs lord of and searching for that next level of their life that next place where they just want to be better. I just pray a fresh anointing over them that, Lord, even when the the baseball team is at bat or pitching or situations, that the right people at the right time will see them and see that they are qualified, that they are more than enough. Lord, in jobs that open up, that those jobs will be to them, that they will see that I can do this, that, Lord, the favor is in their hands because you call them blessed. So I declare that over every one of them, Lord, that are searching for that next level of their life, that you call them blessed and we receive that and we thank you for it in
1: jesus name amen y'all receive that today have a blessed day and we'll see you next week love ya
0: thank you for joining us for today's service If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv slash give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.